Welcome to the Hello CEO podcast, the show that is going to propel your business forward one week at a time by putting you back in the CEO chair where you belong. I'm your host, Alora Rochelle, and in two years, I built a successful six-figure wedding photography business, and I'm going to tell you exactly how I did it. My style is giving it to you just like a business coach, straight, raw, and real. So if you're a photographer, creative, or business owner looking to market, grow, and scale your business fast, keep listening, tag me on Instagram stories that you're listening, and let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by The Wedding CEO, a six-month coaching program designed to teach photographers to grow and scale their business to six figures and beyond. Want to know more? Go to allorebichelle.com slash apply. I'll see you there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode on the Hello CEO podcast. I have a really good friend on the call with me today, and I'm so, so, so excited because she has basically taught me what Clubhouse is. She has chased me over to like new apps called like Wisdom, and she pretty much knows the up and up of everything that's going on in like the marketing world. So without further ado, here is Molly Ho, the creator of so many things otherwise known as digital products. Hi, Molly. How are you? Hi, Laura. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Of course. I'm really excited about the conversation today because not only are we going to be educational, but we're going to get raw and real towards the end. And we love a good, really deep conversation about mental health. So let's get started. Please tell us like basically like who you are, how you got started in this industry and yeah, how you fell into the digital product world. Yeah. So I am kind of a jack of all trades. They tell you not to do that, but I kind of did that anyway. Um, so I do marketing strategy, I do design, I do education, um, I've dabbled in different things like Pinterest marketing, Instagram marketing, um, was on Clubhouse for a while where we, you know, got to know each other and I also sell Canva templates. So I really like doing different projects and different things, which is I think why I've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I actually have a question though. How did you find out what Clubhouse was back when Clubhouse was cool? Cause I actually don't remember. You were just like, Hey, Laura, do you want to come on Clubhouse? Yeah, I think someone told me and then I checked it out for a few days because I always like checking things out before telling other people about it. But I just jumped on Mm -hmm. there and then I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. And I am not like, I don't really like talking in crowds. So for me, it's always easier when I have a friend there or like a couple of friends there. So I'm not alone. Yeah, I feel like they kept selling it as what was Clubhouse again? Um, Live podcasting. They're like, it's live podcasting. And I was like, this is interesting. So yeah, I liked it because I mean, I was pretty much teaching um, strategies up until they broke my water. And my husband was like, you got to get off Clubhouse. Like it has to stop. Mm -hmm. But we would be on there for so long. Don't you remember? Like We were on there for so long. I think I fell asleep (laughs) with my phone a couple of nights. No, Molly would be doing laundry. She would start a group and be and just leave. And I'm like, Molly, there's like 300 people here. Where are you? And she's like, Oh, sorry, I was doing laundry. I'm like, oh my gosh, she cracks me up. But um, yeah. So gone are the days of Clubhouse. I think it's kind of like mm-hmm. archived now. I don't know what has come of it. But do you think though, just like just to ask you a question, do you feel like that helped you with public speaking in a way? Because you even said, I'm terrified of public speaking, and I'm like, but you're talking for hours um so. I think so but also at the same time I think Clubhouse got really exhausting for a lot of people mm-hmm. I think that the best thing for me that came out of Clubhouse was meeting the friends that I've met 
um, you know, one of them, Leanna, mm-hmm. but we became really good friends um, in real life. And also, I also met one of my other friends, Amanda, on the, on the app too. And she didn't even write her location on the profile, but then she was like, hey, you're in Vegas too, right? And then we became really good friends after that. So. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. It's always nice to meet internet friends in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of feels, it doesn't feel real. So we're going to have to eventually do that. <laughs> we will. Eventually. <laughs> I, I actually, I just, Vegas is so much. It's just so wild. I don't know. I feel like a grandma every time I go there. I'm like, what's happening? No, but <laughs> like the outside of what people think of Vegas is just suburbs. It's just really just oh. not that. It's nice, but it's not the main part of Vegas. <laughs> Right. Of course. Of course. It's not the tourist area, which is where I always am with everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So tell me then how you got started with digital products. Like what was the first thing that like you created? Because you basically built an online business platform and pretty much have dove into like so many different ways of making money with their online business, right? Yeah. So I actually created my first um, template and it was a pricing guide for photographers because I honestly couldn't figure figure out a way to like sell services so then I was like okay what if I sell sold products instead Mm. and so I sold my first digital product um, on creative market back in 2018 and it took me about three to four weeks um, to get my first sale but then after like two days after I made my second sale and I was like oh this is actually a thing Mm. and from there I just created like a bunch of different templates and I learned how to rank on creative market and then I um, realized that Pinterest played a huge part could play a huge part in getting sales too so then I started using Pinterest marketing to drive sales to my creative market shop and then I ended up creating a Pinterest course and then it just snowballed from there (laughs) like Molly just has an idea and she just like dives right in and goes for it and just I called her like the queen of pivoting because she's like yeah I don't do that anymore I'm doing this other thing and I'm like I'm following your journey Molly I'm just (laughs) one day at a time Oh, I love it. Okay. So let's say um, somebody wants to launch a digital product. Actually, how many different types of digital products like off the top of your head can you say that are really popular or maybe like easy to create and start with? Yeah. So I know that your audience um, has a lot of photographers. So there's presets, of course, Mm -hmm. and then there's guides and then eBooks. I actually think of those two as different um, things because guides could be more of like they could have images, they could have tutorials step by step, and then eBook could have information and kind of step-by-step depending on how you want to structure your ebook. You can also create calculators. So if you're a bookkeeper, you can create, you know, income and loss profit statements. I think that's it. Like, I think that's the thing my book. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you can also create toolkits, bundles. You can bundle things up. If you have anything that's in a spreadsheet that could be in a, into a digital product. If you are a service writer and you send clients certain things, you can turn that into a digital product. So you don't have to start something from scratch if you already have something in your processes Mm -hmm. you can probably turn that into a digital product like if you're a photographer and other photographers are like how do I do this and you get asked that all the time you can turn that into a digital product as I was going to ask you too how do they know like let's say you want to create something but how do you know where to start or how do you know what like your zone of genius is is that like a measure of oh I've been asked this so many times or a mix of something I'm passionate about like how does that process go yeah so what I did at first when I was creating my digital products was I went to a lot of 
events where there were a lot of photographers. And then I just heard that a lot of them needed help with design. They needed help with marketing. They didn't have enough time to do blogging. So I heard what kind of problems they had. And then mm-hmm. I also look on the internet. So I'll search things up on YouTube, on Pinterest, blog posts and see what's out there. And then I'll also look at like what other people are creating. And then you want to look at like, okay, what are other people creating? But where, what's something that you can do differently or what's a gap that's not being like fulfilled? Um, so you want to look at is there a demand for it because if there's if you have an idea and there's like no demand at all don't create it (laughs) but (laughs) I mean you could create it but if you want like if you want customers you know if there's currently no demand then probably not a great idea so okay I have a question just to stop you right there yeah like when people say oh well so many people have done this I'm not gonna do that do you think that's the right choice or do you think oh well actually it's been proven to work and that's why you should should do it? I think it depends on the person because are you like, is someone the type of person to say, you know, it's already been done before, so I'm not going to do that? Or because if that's the mindset you go into it, you're going to climb another uphill battle other than, you know, actually doing the work. You also have to do the mental work of changing that around mm-hmm. because I used to be the type of person um, that's like, oh, someone's already doing that. Mm-hmm. So that means that there's not enough room. And I think that starting out in creative market, it was good because there were a couple of like um main photography designs, but there weren't that many. And I felt like, okay, yes, there are a couple of people, but there's something that I could do differently. Mm. So for me, it was like, okay, this is a proven concept. If it didn't work, they wouldn't build this whole business around it. So yeah, I think it's better to have the mindset of like, oh, it's already been done because technically everything has already been right, done. Right. Nobody's the original creator. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I get the same way like when I name something and I'm like, I'm the only one. I don't see it on Google. And then like you see somebody mm-hmm. else has like their podcast name. You yeah. know, I'm like, oh, I thought I was cool. And you can't say this person copied because they live in a different country. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. What would be the first step then to like mapping this whole thing out? Like, I don't even know what's in an ebook. I don't think, I mean, I might have bought one like years ago, but I'm like trying to figure out like what would the process be if somebody was like, oh, I really want to make an ebook? Yeah. So, I start out with, okay, what's the problem and what's the solution? Because you can create many things. Um, if someone is having a problem. So for example, if someone is having also depends on where your customer is in their journey, right? So I'm going to use Pinterest as an example since I'm familiar with Pinterest. So it depends on if someone is already on Pinterest, if they're not on Pinterest, but they want to know how to get on Pinterest. So if I know that they're on Pinterest, they have a basic idea of how Pinterest works and they're like, okay, I know keywords are important. I know like graphics are important, but I don't have time to do that. Then I'd be like, as me, I would say, okay, graphics and providing them the keywords to do that or descriptions would probably be a good idea. But if someone doesn't know how to use Pinterest at all, then I could say, okay, an ebook or a guide or a course or, you know, a workshop could be a better idea because then I could teach them how to do something. Mm, I like that. I like the just like weighing out those two options. Okay, so if I was a photographer and I have, I don't know, this idea, is it really easy to get started? Because I know you mentioned Canva templates. Like our Canva templates are really, I don't know, I use them, but I don't know. I just, maybe my design part is not there. Is this why you buy templates instead of just like creating from scratch? <laughs> this is why most people buy design templates because they're like, I'm not a designer. I don't have time to do this. They might have tried designing something in Canva themselves and they're like, what am I even doing? Same, same. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and then like, oh, is this too small? Is this too big? Is this the right font? I don't know. Maybe I just know that stuff because like the web design background, but um, no, that totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So, what are the templates then that you offer from? Is it from Canva? So I create my templates in Canva, and then so when they download the files, they open up a Canva file that I've created. Um, so I've created like course templates, ebook templates, freebie, Instagram, Pinterest. I also ha- created um, photography or templates for photographers because that's how I started out. And I like creating templates for photographers because I feel like I can then use my creative side mm. brain more. Because I think with when I'm creating, you know, course slides or webinars, deck, um, slide decks, there's not, I mean, and I still can be creative, but I feel like there's not as much room mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. yeah. It might be a little more technical because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it has to have this many like bullet points and structure and a photo and a title headline. Exactly. I guess my my question is, do you like one-to-one design if somebody hired you for it? If you really like working for, like, let's just say photographers like, okay, well, I want you to design mine, Molly, because I, I don't want a template. I don't have time for that. I just want you to design it. Do you do that? Yeah, I have done that in the past and I do that if someone asks, but I don't publicly advertise it. <laughs> so if you guys want a custom-made template, you're going to have to DM Molly with the link in the show notes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Sounds good. Okay. So growing a business, an online business, I feel like it has ups and downs, you know, because it seems easy. A lot of people say, Mm -hmm. oh, it's really easy because you don't have to show up in person, right? But I feel like for you, did you end up, I don't remember, did you end up like going viral or something on Pinterest and that's what caused you to create that? Okay. Wait, create what? The Pinterest course because- No, I created the Pinterest course. So I created Pinterest course first and then I used Instagram to sell the Pinterest course and then I also grew my Instagram at the same time. So then I created- um, an Instagram course. <laughs> I love Molly just creates. She knows what the people want. Okay. <laughs> so, um, okay. So then what do you feel like? Do you feel like you've learned anything like throughout this? I mean, obviously you have, but what do you feel like, you know, you have learned growing an online business and like maybe even just like the mental toll that it has having to run it constantly and showing up. All yeah. The time? I think now I always tell people this and I tell myself this too. I think it's really important to think about the lifestyle and the life you want first and then build a business around that because there's so many ways to build a business and there's so many things you can do in business and I feel like a lot of people get overwhelmed. I I don't know about you but I know a few people who like went back to working for someone else in these past like one or two years because it's just a lot and you see a lot of people online selling this like and I've done it too like business easy you know all you need to do is like one two three and Mm -hmm. one two three is not the only thing you need to do you need to do like yeah four five six abc like so many other things (laughs) exactly so i think i've learned to stop comparing myself to other people because i have been in circles where i'm like oh i thought this was what i wanted but i don't want to do like all of that other stuff you know i don't know if i personally for me i don't want really want to manage a team of 10 to 20 people i don't want to be working all the time Uh yeah i don't like want to wake up early in the morning and stay up late at night working Mm -hmm. yeah you get it (laughs) yeah do you have yeah i get it i've done it all i feel like you only learn when you make that mistake yeah though and you're like i don't like the way things feel things feel like they're a little out of hand but everyone keeps selling this like this lavish life of the online business and there's just so much more to it Mm -hmm. and i was kind of hoping like we could even just like dive into like i'm not saying it discouraging people from it but just knowing that like that dream that is painted on the internet is not necessarily 100 percent true yeah it's a marketing scam <laughs> <laughs> it is it is yeah it's a scam 
<laughs> but also, have you done anything to help with that? Because I know like you're able, I mean, you are able to travel, like you are able to like, you know, live other places. But like, mm-hmm. do you know of anything that's like helped you to be able to like understand or maybe you're in the middle of this right now to like, yeah, take a break? Wait, didn't you take a sabbatical last year? Uh, I kind of did, but it was hard. So the, I think the hard thing about it for us business owners is that we're still like intertwined with our business. So even when we say we're taking a break, we're, I don't feel like we're actually taking a break if we're still thinking about business. And so yeah. I did take a break, but like, I don't know if it was actually the break that mm-hmm. I needed or that I fully, yeah. you know, got. I feel like we share the same vision where we want to like fall off the grid. And the only way we keep mm-hmm. in contact is probably like text <laughs> like at old days, you know? Yeah. I feel like too, though, like how have you been able to manage, I guess, like having an online business and I think you're in the process of like slowly building a team right so you can eventually like step back yeah like how do you feel like that has been for you so far like do you have any tips for people that are looking to like launch a digital product and you know eventually scale it a little more or you know should they be already looking to hire someone to help stuff like that I think it depends on what their own business goals are so for example if someone wants to I guess scale maybe outsourcing is a good idea so I guess for me I launched the digital products first because I realized that I really like working behind a computer I guess kind of like how photographers like being behind the camera and sorry what was the question again oh my god Molly I forgot (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I don't think I fully like yeah I forgot the question so maybe cut that part out okay yeah, well, I'm going to have to tell them. <laughs> okay, so like, I guess my question was, how would you suggest them to approach this like work-life balance of the online business? Because think about it, you technically have, if you have your phone, your online business is kind of with you. You know what I mean? All the time. Like, How do you set up boundaries to survive the constant need to hustle? Or like, you know what I mean? Like being able to shut off completely, yeah. if at all. So speaking of pivoting, so we were talking about pivoting earlier, right? So I'm actually pivoting to back to blogging and Pinterest, I guess where I started because I don't want to chase whatever we're all chasing on social media anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that SEO works. I've seen it work for my friend. It's worked out for her pretty well. And so that's kind of where the direction that I'm going. I'm pivoting back to like SEO and email marketing and all of that stuff because the lifestyle that I want to build for myself, it's not like, I don't care if other people think I have lots of money or I don't. Mm-hmm. I know how much is in my my bank account. I know like how much it costs to live the lifestyle I want to live. I think before, maybe when I was younger, I did like want all those things. But I feel like as I've gotten older, like I could be off the grid. No one can know me. I'm I'm fine with that. Which is like so weird because if you told, I feel like if you told 25 year old me that she would not get it. Mm -hmm. She'd be like, um, you're crazy. I want to be known. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So mental health, anyway, that comes with having an online business. Like besides imposter syndrome, what would you say was like the biggest breakthrough that you had to even just to get to this point now, I guess, like of pivoting or do you not struggle? Because I feel like you're very confident. You're like, I'm just going to launch a course and then I'm good. That is like, I'm going to launch another one. (laughs) Is that that how other people see me? Because that's not how, that's definitely not what goes on internally at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
we don't see the process, right. of course, but like most people don't launch their first thing. They're terrified. Yeah, I think so. What has helped me in terms of that is I've asked myself, okay, would you rather be terrified and not do this thing? Or would you be terrified, do this thing and then see how it turns out? Mm. And that's kind of how I approach life as well. So I do travel a lot and I forget that other people think it's scary. Like I'll t- tell someone whenever I'm back home, I'm like, yeah, I've, you know, gone to Europe or I've gone to Asia and they're like, by yourself? I'm like, yeah, by myself because someone wanted to go with me. <laughs> but, you know, I feel just feel like if you want to do something, whether it's in life or business, if you don't do it, it's never going to get done. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's really good, Molly. Like I did. <laughs> No, I like that you don't fear, you literally don't fear failure at all. You're like, well, let me just try it. If it fails, we'll do something else. Like, it's fine. Most people are like, I can't fail. You're like, I fail all the time and it's great. Oh, I, I am terrified. Of, I'm like, if you ask my best friend, she will tell you. She's like, Molly talks about it literally all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Where is she? I need to message her. <laughs> like, every 30 minutes, if, <laughs> if we're in the same <laughs> What if I'm failing? Well, I mean, then what is it that you're not afraid of then? Because I mean, yeah, it's like you're not afraid to start something new in a way. I think I'm just afraid of staying in the same place, both physically and figuratively. I don't, Mm. we were, my friend and I were talking about this the other day and we were talking about our 20s and I was like, wow, I could not imagine being in the same place Mm -hmm. for my whole 20s. Um, Same for my 30s. Like I just, I just can't imagine like doing, and I knew this about me when I was younger and it was kind of terrifying because I knew that like it wasn't, it was the path less traveled, which in my mind often means like the scarier path because it's, it can be more lonely but then I was just like I don't want to do the same thing for the rest of my life that sounds boring and it just sounds boring yes we don't want you to be bored (laughs) you're basically you're just you have fear of complacency like being in the same place yeah yeah yeah. that's really interesting because you said you were an Enneagram four and you sound like a seven hands down like hands down I am a four wing three so I don't know if I'm the wing three anymore because I don't like achievement is not I mean it still kind of is but okay what is the wing seven you said seven right yeah you know you sound like a seven like just period my my daughter is a seven <laughs> and she her biggest thing is being bored like she does not want to be bored yeah and sevens are always the nomads they they love to travel they mm-hmm. would hate not to travel and i don't know you just you just sound like one the more that i hear you talk i'm just like fours <laughs> are afraid of not being understood you don't really seem to be caring about that <laughs> but um i don't know i mean i guess you could be like a seven wing eight or eights are like a little more aggressive maybe a seven wing six you know they're a little yeah. more loyal they kind of care about security job security mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah because i'm definitely not that aggressive <laughs> yes you're right you're right yes yeah i think i think you have been mistyped and i'm just typing you here on the <laughs> you're just typing in my new enneagram <laughs> It's you're definitely I don't know. You give me seven vibes. Most fours. Yeah, they uh, they like to take it very, very easy. Yeah. You're like um, complacency. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Do you, what? But yeah. So, OK, well, that's really interesting, too, though, like learning that about yourself. Mm-hmm. I do feel like that's a lot of what mental health is, is like figuring out about yourself, the good and the bad. Yeah. And like 
pushing yourself through the bad, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's wild. But um, yeah, well, okay. So do you have anything that you want to leave the listeners with if they're ready to get started with their first ebook, digital product, presets, or whatever? Like any tips and tricks that you have? Um, and then also, um, I don't know if you want to like give the link in the show notes or like a discount or whatever. I don't know. I don't care. We'll just whatever. Yeah. Okay. So tips. If someone does want to create their first digital product, I would say get clear on why you want to do it first. Make sure that you're not just chasing another shiny thing that you think is a great idea. But if you really want to do it, like I said, write down um, what problem you're solving, what the solution is, and see which type of digital product works best for you and then make a plan. So if someone does want certain resources, I have um, free and paid resources at Molly Hill Studio forward slash links. And that's where I leave all of my links and then you can find me online at molly hill studio or you can just google my business name because seo (laughs) but yeah i think that's that's it thank you so much molly for coming on here sharing your knowledge and just like being real i love it it was great i had so much fun yeah thank you for having me on your podcast Hey, if you loved today's episode, I would love if you took a quick second to leave a rating and five-star review. It truly means the world to me and helps spread the message to photographers just like you who want to go to the next level in their business. So if you're ready to grow your photography business, I want to take the time to invite you to apply to join The Wedding CEO. The Wedding CEO is my all-new online business coaching program for wedding photographers who are ready to grow and scale to six figures with ease. I'm talking an easy way to make 10K months and being able to grow something that will sustain your life and business until the test of time. Yes, we know everyone out there is a photographer, but with our three-part framework, you will never experience the market is saturated mindset that everyone seems to have. We want your business to stand out and it will, we promise. So this will be your chance to get coaching directly from me to help you create a strong business foundation that has meaning and supports your why. Most coaches don't teach this. Discover how to push back the mindset blocks that are holding you back from your success so that people only want to work with you specifically, how to execute a five-star luxury client experience that you hear so much about, and gain the confidence to sell to your clients on sales calls in an authentic, easy way. Did I also mention accepted applicants will get an exclusive invite to a private advanced training with me where I'll be sharing exactly how easy it is to make your first six figures. And trust me, you do not want to miss this. So go to allorachelle.com slash apply. I'll see you there.